welcome to another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting and in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what the father of the DCEU, Zack Snyder, and his legacy is on the universe. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again, George Man, who is not a father, Josh Shaley. Nope. No kids that I know of. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> but yes, not a father of anything. Um, not even like... I have nothing creative. Okay. <laughs> but like, you're, you're the just, pod father here. That's true. Um, you're, uh, I I'm don't just, know. I'm the son. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but you, st- I mean, it was Father's Day this last weekend. So. Oh, it was Father's Day last yeah. weekend. Um, so happy Father's Day, Father, if you're listening to this. Yes. Happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even know why I thought of that. Um, I really need to get him a gift. <laughs> but, <laughs> but hey, like me, don't forget, you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Film. And be sure to check out the rest of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you can, on iTunes, please rate and review us. It really, really helps. Yeah, and be sure to over to our website, friendsoffilm.wordpress.com, where you guys will find reviews, written reviews from us uh, on the latest movies in theaters, as well as maybe some early looks at some movies we got a chance to see. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare, but, you know, things happen sometimes. Yeah, we have, so. like reviews before lots of other people yeah i mean mean, technically i may have broken the tag embargo i'm not sure but i wasn't under embargo (laughs) so i wrote a review i don't care um and it's great please check it out yeah go see tag if you haven't already Uh, we didn't do a review of it we talked about it uh on episode 127 yeah uh at the start because we both got you to see it early so uh go check that movie out go check out our website and but I mean, you're here for the big question this week, which is, what is Zack Snyder's DC legacy? Uh, I thought it'd be appropriate to talk about this because it's Man of Steel's five-year anniversary this past week. Uh, the movie that kind of started off for Snyder in the DC universe. Um, a lot has changed in that time since. He did three, two and a half movies? Two and a half, three produced on five, six? Yes. Yeah. He's been a producer on others. Um but then, you know, DC has also changed a lot since then because Snyder was basically the creative head of the DC universe. But mm-hmm. then Jeff Johns took that mantle, basically. And then Walter Mata is now serving that role and reshaping everything. Um, it looks like they're kind of moving not as far away from Snyder's vision as they can. But they're certainly straying from what he ultimately wanted because I don't think he had this in mind when he made Man of Steel in 2013. But right. we're going to talk about all this stuff in terms of Zack Snyder and his DC legacy, starting with the tone and theme. Josh, what do you want to talk about in terms of tone and theme when it comes to Zack Snyder's legacy with DC? Um, some good things first, I suppose. Okay. Um, over the three, four films that he's kind of oversaw, something I, I guess that should be appreciated and at least talked about is um, a clear unifying theme and style mm-hmm. across all of it, which is something I don't think you see a lot, maybe at least in today's, like if you can look into the MCU where yeah. I, I will praise to death about how unique each of their films mm-hmm. feel. Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, Wonder Woman, and for the most part, half part of Justice League, <laughs> there is definitely a core style presence and essence to everything on camera, especially Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice. Mm -hmm. Um, You can talk about 
the moods, the gladiatorial aspects of kind of like how everything kind of looks. Um, there is a grime to yeah. a lot. There's moody blue lighting um, and grayscale everywhere. And it does sort of it puts a somber mood on everything that mm-hmm. you kind of see here. Um, hear and feel from those movies um i mean not to mention like the attitudes of the characters right uh but that's something that i don't think we've really seen since nolan's Mm -hmm. batman's in the superhero world i mean fox's films have been everywhere Mm -hmm. uh marvel's have been more kind of like pop i guess i would say yeah i mean which is treating that separately um but here you can definitely see like from film to film and mostly from story to story, mm-hmm. there is one clear underwriting current of theme and message yeah. as well as style. And I think that's kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's appreciative. Yeah. And I mean, the comparison to Nolan, I think is obvious one to make. Nolan was the one who basically gave Snyder his blessing or not his blessing, I guess, but like handpicked him basically to do the, Dark Knight version of Superman, where you take this dark, grounded um, iteration of this character Mm -hmm. and set him in a real-world setting where you have to deal with, you know, alien invasions, the politics behind it, um, what it means to be a hero, what it means to take a life, do have all of these things play out um, in these movies and have it done in a very realistic world where, yeah, there's crazy elements to it. I mean, the first... 25 minutes of man of steel is a as crazy of a sci-fi movie as you'll see because it's just it's it's wild um but at the same time like his like you mentioned his tone and themes they're consistent through man of steel through bvs and then the parts of justice league he was able to do that were actually stuck with the movie you can even toss in i mean i know it's not part of it but even if you throw a watchman in there as well you could say like that takes place in the same universe right Mm -hmm. And I mean, Wonder Woman, he's an executive producer on, and I mean, he has, uh, he had a big part to play in that movie. I mean, yep. that movie still is as much Patty Jenkins's movie as it is anybody else's, but uh, there's still like those stylistic choices in terms of the way she fights, uh, the way they depicted action. That movie is still very Snydery, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the impact that he had in terms of the, the tone, the themes. Like, yeah, Wonder Woman is a lighter movie. It has more heart. It has better story has better characters but it still all feels like this like it feels like a natural progression get from here to where we eventually see her mm-hmm. in most instances like the oh, i've been gone for 100 years uh okay i don't right. I don't buy that but for the most part you understand like this person could very well be the same person who shows up 100 years later to fight yeah. doomsday in gotham for sure absolutely um yeah and that's Something like, there's a there's a continuity of characters like like you like you said um Superman from movie to movie, um Man of Steel to Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. or Dawn of Justice because we guess that's really the only two we have. Uh, you can you can totally get by the end of Man of Steel he's totally not ready for it mm-hmm. or I mean at least the character isn't at that point and you know it's kind of almost Hercules it's almost like, kind of like Hercules except without the optimism or like with like, without like the striving towards it, mm-hmm. you're imbued with all these powers and you don't know what to do with them. Um, and you can, and I think I've been critical in the past about how 
maybe it's better for Superman to want to do that and it's the people that don't want to accept it because that was sort of the ethos of Man of Steel, I thought. Mm-hmm. But they move it towards, no, nah, I mean, I mean, you see Clark Kent, or not Clark Kent, but the dad Kent. Oh. Uh, whose name I don't remember. Uh, but anyway. I just know people call him Pa Kent. Right, exactly. <laughs> pa. His first name either. <laughs> um, but it's Kevin Costner. And he, he, yeah, it's Kevin yeah, Costner. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm trying to think of the name. Give me a look. I was like, oh, no, I screwed it up. But anyway, you know, that, that whole attitude that he has of you should hide your powers, you don't want people to know about this kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that how kind of how that carries across and like, you know, what are people going to think? And, you know, your, what your power is like a burden. Yeah. Or at least that there's like responsibilities to them. So like, well, not, I would argue with against. Well, yeah. but like just because you can do this doesn't always mean that like you should, which I think is like really right. interesting theme, but it's certainly something they play with throughout both of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not as much, I guess, in Justice League, but right. the responsibility, the wear and tear, the the turmoil that comes with being a hero is definitely something that Snyder explores, whether it is in these, whether it's in Watchmen. Um, I think it's definitely part of the thematic stuff that he wants to touch on. And as well as there's stuff in a lot of his movies, especially with his DC stuff, that there's just like buried deep, which like part of me, when he like goes and explains these things, it's like... Mm-hmm. I, are you reaching like yeah i feel like you may be reaching a little bit or like okay. you're just trying to be like no like i'm i'm really thoughtful and like, i i think he is i think he is a really smart guy but like some of that stuff doesn't come across very clearly in the movie so the fact that you'd have to like go and explain it through like three or four layers of what mm-hmm. the story of the scene is saying it's like okay I, I that may be what you've intended but that wasn't abundantly clear so i think that's also part of like the tone and theme is like yeah Snyder goes for these very heavy, um, deep mythology kind of stuff. And, but it's kind of hit or miss whether or not it lands or not for me. Right. Um, I mean, I know there's other people who are massive Snyder fans that are like, no, I, I, I saw that the very first time. And mm-hmm. it's like props to you. Yeah. But I think some of that stuff is just not too much, but it's just like, give a specific example or is like, is there anything no, particular that we are like, I know you're reaching there. Bro. Not necessarily. I mean, there's just been, a few over the years it's like ah, i don't know if i buy that ah, okay. i don't know if i buy that but, but yeah it's almost as much as it is mythological too it's almost demythologizing too because when you see superman in pop culture for, for most of superman's pop culture run mm-hmm. it's always been he's super except for like the lois and clint can't tv series but in yeah. film he's mostly always been superman he's always been goofy clark kent mm-hmm. and we've never really had a I mean, I'll small bill, I suppose, too. But there's never really been a, de- a definitive version of the hero where you're like, what's his psyche really, really like? Yeah. And that's interesting. I, I mean, you don't always... I didn't I didn't always appreciate where it went, mm-hmm. especially in Dawn of Justice. <laughs> um, it almost comes across as, like, whiny. Yeah. In a lot of ways. More so than, you know, brooding and, you know deeply analogizing. I mean, the guy disappears for like a third of the movie. You're mm-hmm. like, well, what is he thinking? We don't know anymore. Yeah. Cause let us, let at least show us. Uh, so that's certainly one of the things across like, you know, theme mm-hmm. um, that is frustrating about it because it's hard to, I mean, it, as it is consistent, 
it's still like, I'm still not totally, you're not selling me on it. You're just saying how it is. Mm -hmm. It's tell, I mean, it's not really teaching. It's just telling. Yeah. And that's something that was always frustrating. Um, I think one thing we can agree on that isn't frustrating about Snyder and his DC legacy is what he did in terms of casting. That's Um, true. Because uh, say whatever you want about the, the tonal decisions, the possibly even the character choices some of these characters make. Um, or even the stories that these characters go down. Mm-hmm. Snyder from in with Man of Steel with BVS, he's in charge of casting, and he casted Henry Cavill as Superman. He casted Ben Affleck as Batman. He casted Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. He casted Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He casted yeah. Ray Fisher as Cyborg. He casted Ezra Miller as Flash. I think all six of those are pretty spot on castings, and from what we've seen of them, especially in. I think Henry Cavill is a really great Superman. Terrific. He hasn't been given his complete due yet, even though I think Man of Steel he is he's great in. I still I think there's another layer for him to get to where that's he's not even really Superman in that movie. He is just learning what it's like to even try to be a hero. And mm-hmm. then BVS comes around and he's you know, he's still struggling with that, and then it looks like at the end Justice League he has this hopeful resurrection and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that I want to see him get to that place, but Ben Affleck in his major appearance in BVS mm-hmm. stand out, uh, Gal Gadot, same way scene stealer. Sure. And then in Wonder Woman, she proved that she is, she's great and exceptional. Uh, by all the early looks at Aquaman, Jason Momoa looks like he's going to be a really fun Aquaman. And we got glimpses of that in justice league. Mm hmm. I guess verdict could stop, possibly still be out on Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller because we've only seen tidbits of them. Yeah, just but slices. even but even then, they still feel like they have the potential to be really great mm-hmm. in those roles. And so, whatever you want to say about Snyder, you could think his movies are crap, um, whatever you think they're the, the best things in the world. I don't, I don't really care. I don't think anybody can argue that he's miscast these characters. And in terms of his DC legacy, he set the DC universe up for years of success. If they want to go that path, if they don't fine, whatever, you know, if Affleck leaves, okay. If Henry Cavill never plays Superman again, which mm-hmm. I don't think is going to happen. Mustache was the end yeah, of the road. That was it. <laughs> mustache gate ended it for him. Um, then even still you have Momoa, Godot, Miller, Fisher to build a universe around and mm-hmm. just really continue to do some really great stuff with these characters and these actors. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, like, I've never, never, ever have I thought Aquaman as this kind of like alt punk rocker, mm-hmm. you know, appearance would work. But I, it's, I think it's almost perfect in like a ton of ways. And I mean, um, it's it's a far cry from the like really prim cut, like, you know, uh, news anchor Aquaman that shows up like in all the video games and a lot of the early mm-hmm. cartoons and comics. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's such a great way to, you know, yes, excuse the pun, but dive deep into Atlantis and kind of mm-hmm. like have that really cool mythos there. And like, you mean, what, what more can you say about Godot? Um, just like even like her public persona versus like Mm -hmm. her as wonder woman absolutely fantastic uh and like yeah i mean really ray fisher cyborg is the only one that we could really i mean probably say that we're still the jury may be out on um because he broods most of the movie and we don't get to see him be the cyborg but when we get to see him act like cyborg he's just a little bit it's like 
that guy's it. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, there was a plan here. Justice League Part Two with him as you know full fledged yeah. cyborg was going to be awesome. Like he we would have been like booyah, mm-hmm. great, terrific, yeah. you know. So that would have been um, really cool. And yeah, I'm Henry Cavill's Superman though. I think is the one of the more the, the most spot on perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a great Superman. He's a great Superman. I, spe- I mean, you, like you said, we get gl- we get glimpses of him being Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, the very tail end of Man of Steel, yeah, where he shatters a drone. Is that what it is? I think it's a yeah. drone, and brings that down. And is like, hey, don't mess with me, man. I'm from <laughs> Kansas. And it's like, why did you tell him that? <laughs> anyway, uh, and then that glimpse, and then of course the Flash moment um, at the end of Justice League. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, those are. Uh, uh, those are the perfect Superman moments. Yeah. And Henry Cavill sells it completely. And then the, you made a great point. Set them up for films and films to come. I mean, getting it right the first time is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Took us, it took a while to get Spider-Man, you know, get, get, get the quintessential version, I think of Spider-Man yeah. anyway. Um, so I mean, I think almost all of his castings have been as spot on as Captain America mm-hmm. and Tony Stark. Yeah, if you want I mean, you can even go down the line. To, uh, I mean, the sacred, the, uh, the much said name, Martha Kent. I mean, Diane Lane mm-hmm. is great. I mean, you mentioned Kevin Costner. Yeah, uh, he's great. Russell Crowe as Jarrell. Yeah, awesome. In my head, he's the all wise father. Yeah, <laughs> so like there you go. Amy Adams. I don't know if I mentioned her or not. Um, but like, like he's like. It's not just the main people. It's even some of the side characters. He's done a really good job of just J.K. Simmons. And J.K. Simmons, Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. Um, there's so there's so many, and I think again, it just goes to show that like he definitely has an eye for talent, and he, like I think all these castings fit his vision. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's was to the detriment of Snyder because I think he had his vision. You know, he's talked about like he that he had a that Man of Steel was the start of a five film Superman arc, which was going to be. Uh, Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League, a sequel, and then Justice League Two, and I think that's basically the outline. Um, and you know, if that's the case, like he had an arc to get Superman to, I think where everybody wanted him to be, where the people who don't think like Man of Steel, it's like that's not Superman, it's like, right? Exactly. That was kind of. I think that's what Snyder was going for with that movie mm-hmm. to build to a point where, like, yes, now he is Superman. Now he is the guy that we all wanted. Um, I mean, I still think some of his story stuff rushed a little bit, but in terms of the cultural impact, I mean, there's a reason we're talking about Zack Snyder's DC legacy five years after his first movie. Yeah. A year almost after he, it's been a year since he left DC basically entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because he's had a huge cultural impact, um, whether it's positive or negative. Right. Uh, there's been an endless conversation about all of his movies, inclu- especially Man of Steel. It's still people view it as a superhero masterpiece other people view it as one of the worst superman movies possibly just because they they feel like they missed the mark on superman so badly and just the debate and the conversation and all of the deep dives that happen with this movie with bvs the same way um he's certainly a divisive director um a bold creator and not everybody's gonna like that right and i think just in terms of culturally like he just for whatever reason I feel like there's not a week that goes by that I'm not hearing about something with BVS or something about, especially with Man of Steel or right. Zack Snyder. And some of those come from Snyder and his Vero account, <laughs> but so maybe he's he's kind of self-promoting a little <laughs> That's bit. Right. But 
still there's like there's the want and the need and the you know there's a reason that these movie sites just keep publishing this stuff it's because mm-hmm. people want to know about it people keep reading it yeah uh, whether it's be like this is stupid this is totally wrong or be like yes Zack Snyder is a mad genius and I knew this is what he was going for. There's a part of us that wants to talk about Zack yeah. Snyder in his movies because um, 300 mm-hmm. is a Snyder movie. Yep. Um, and uh, who who didn't want to show you 300 when it first came out or in the subsequent days and miles after it? Um, his action is seeping into culture, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The, the, the flurries of speeding up and slowing down and kind of making it feel comic book ass yeah in some ways and I, we last week we talked about the man the into the spider-verse trailer mm-hmm. some moments in there feel like that yeah um or at least he brought that version of mm-hmm. it to like but you know they kind of it's almost a um a monogamous at this point right? yeah you know, all the same kind of mm-hmm. thing here uh and his style is i guess it probably won't be imitated ever again but it's certainly it's going to exist for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to see people cut, create, and you know, innovate off of what he did with you know, Watchmen three hundred, and then these films right here, um, especially Man of Steel and mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, because if you want to make a mood movie, I think he sort of set the precedent for that. Yeah, there's no way you can watch Dawn of Justice and not see like wow this is really i mean i think i don't say norish but um it definitely has a quality to it where you're like i'm never going to mistake this movie for anything else (laughs) ever uh in terms of just color and lighting and Mm -hmm. you know everything's always happening at night for some reason yeah (laughs) and it's a cloudy day have we ever seen the sunshine i don't know no i don't think so i guess superman has powers but okay whatever the point is um yeah i mean Every day, it's like three things we've learned from Zack Snyder's Vero account yeah. based off of his likes and one post. I'm like, you got you got the Snyder cut exists, you know, like in <laughs> ink and markings. How did you get that? Okay, I don't know, but yeah, I'm we oh, everyone's looking to talk about it, and he's gonna be remembered mm-hmm. for doing a version of Superman that was different from everything else. Mm-hmm anyone's ever done his batman is a little bit more divisive for a lot of people because it's been a much more saturated world for that dude right um especially because no one's is probably going to be the quintessential Mm -hmm. for at least a while yeah and at least until christian bale you know why like it's gone from our collective memory which would be wild no i think he'll he'll be like the dark knight is like any anything can try to challenge the Dark Knight for the best Batman portrayal or Christian Bale for the best Batman portrayal or any you know Matt Reeves' Batman could try to challenge to be the best Batman movie, but I feel like it's always just going to be the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's whether it's right or wrong. There is that claim has been made for so long that I don't think people ever change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, one of those things where it's just conventionalism at this exactly. point. Exactly, it's like and yes, MJ to... is the best basketball player of all time. LeBron is second. And that's just how it goes. Or, or maybe they're just both the best at the same time. But it can't be. It can't be that way. It's Schrodinger's <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. I have thoughts on this, but not yeah. for here. Yes. Um, this, is not, this, is not, this is not the time for the MJ and LeBron debate. Also, it's. Um, I think he brought in an idea of... I mean, his cultural impact, too, is going to be the moody superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Logan owes a debt to it. 
in some ways. Hmm. Um, a given up, down and out hero who doesn't want to do that. Yeah. He's, he's kind of put it all away. Mm-hmm. That's sort of Batman at the beginning of Dawn of Justice. Yeah. But the, the difference is Logan does its arc, does its story in one film. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't have anyone nearly as talented as Daphne Keene uh, <laughs> in X-23. But that moody movie um, is going to be replicated, I think, a lot uh, going I, forward. I think I disagree with you, actually. Really? In terms okay. of and kind of getting away from his cultural impact and more of the where, does Zach, where did Zack Snyder basically leave DC? Okay. We talked about him, him leaving them in great position in terms of casting. But... It looks like they're moving into the more comic booky, quote unquote, uh, takes on these characters where yeah. they're going big, bold colors, fun mm-hmm. jokes, big action. Um, and Snyder had the big action; he had he had the good cast. But I think his thing was always just does the story land or not? Does the the things that these characters do does actually make sense in terms of who these characters are? I think that's where a lot of people have the problems with and. The moody superhero, I feel like just moving farther and farther away because whether it's people who just want to be like the MCU and try to get those billion dollar hits, mm-hmm. you know, one after another, or they just don't think that after BVS and Man of Steel were both critically divisive. And I mean, they did fine at the box office, but neither as great as, I mean, Man of Steel did 650, BVS did like 850. But both, I still think, especially BVS, did, I think, below what the executives at Warner Brothers wanted for the times. Yeah. Um, I don't think that these moody superheroes sell anymore because there's just been so much talk, backlash, um, whatever it is, against Zack Snyder's movies that I don't think I don't think that studios be like, yeah, I want to we, we should do that. I mean, I think there's a difference between being a moody superhero and then being an R-rated uh so would you say Logan's different? Yeah. A lot more different Cause he's, than... Because he's not... I don't know. There, there's just a different uh, energy to Logan, I think. And even in terms of like... it, Logan may be kind of, I guess, ready to be done with being a hero, but he's not... The, the movie doesn't reflect that in terms of the way it looks or the the story beats necessarily. Okay. Like, I think there's still... No, I, I think there's still like that... that optimism especially with x23 being involved um or even just like the care relationship between logan and professor x um there's not that brooding like i just want to be done with this or whatever the case is with Zack snyder's movies but so i think in terms of moving forward with dc i think he left them in this really weird position where he had more to do with these characters that he set up with yeah. Steel with bvs what he was doing with just league before he left um, and they're obviously pivoting away from that. So it's, it's this weird thing where like, I think especially Man of Steel and BVS, we looked at it as like these, the Snyder double header. That is just this weird, uh, different take on the DC movies that are just going to be totally weird and different than anything else that DC does, whether it's Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman sequel, Green Lantern, Flash, Batman, whatever it is. I think they're all going to be very different from the tone, the look that For Snyder sure. did. And even kind of the character stuff that he implemented. Like we all, like, I joke about the Wonder Woman being gone for a hundred years thing all the time, because yeah. it's just like 
we know that's not the case. And if that was the case, it would be like, why would she do that? That doesn't make any sense for her character based on her solo movie. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like basically retconning it. It's like, yeah. oh, well, she was either she misspoke or she whatever. Like they're just like finding whatever way around it they can, even if they're, it's just total BS because right. it's what's better for these characters, honestly, if they can get away from this to do their own take. I don't want DC and WB to try to finish what Snyder started without Snyder. Sure. If you wanted that, you would have kept Snyder around mm-hmm. um, and made it work or just being like, all right, just you do you Snyder and right. we'll stay out of your head and see how it goes. Yeah. But that's clearly not what they wanted. And so I think moving forward, he at least started the brand. I think it'll, it'll be the, the, the step these these movies would be the stepchild to whatever else is to come in DC but ultimately he got it started maybe on a rocky foot but we're there we're here and uh we're moving forward and I think in positive ways yeah uh, that's I guess that's a great point too um that he it's ultimately an unfinished vision mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna be the more the lasting legacy of everything yeah. is going to be it didn't get to, it was either, <laughs> i mean you can even probably say this if you you keep critic film reviews out of the mix mm-hmm. the man was too bold for his time <laughs> and we'll return to these in 20 years and be like wow this was something different he did not give a, a crap you really about, think we're gonna people are gonna look back i and- don't know i mean we'll see what happens in 20 years i mean i Personally, I find myself like I, re- I rewatched Man of Steel the other day because I wrote an article about. It. I was like, "Oh, it's a five-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's been a while." And it's like I feel like I like this more than I did the last time. Yeah, and I, I still I still have flaws with the movie, right? But there's Henry Cavill, there's Michael Shannon, uh, there's, Michael Shannon. There's there's a lot of yes. great parts to that movie. The opening twenty-five minutes on Krypton, I love. Um, it doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie because it's like this weird. Mm-hmm. epilogue basically or not epilogue it's uh it's like space dragons what yeah it's like yeah. it's like this is awesome i'd want to see a whole movie about this mm-hmm. but it, it's like hard cut <laughs> now we're on earth it's like oh okay different yep. we're doing something different but the end like i don't i don't know well i mean even when we revisited it for our retro review two years ago a year and a half ago right before mm-hmm. uh, bvs i think actually yeah. we're like we like this better than we thought we did mm-hmm. initially i mean i liked it when i saw it Thought about it, decided I didn't like it, then never watched it again, watched it again. Oh, there's a lot to appreciate here. Yep. And uh, there's a lot to appreciate in his films. And they were challenging. I mean, they didn't fit with your preconceived mm-hmm. notions of what a superhero movie should be. So maybe it's the fault that, that the fun was lacking. Yeah. You know, and and that's what we kind of had been trained to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's not. Maybe if we were existing in a world where Tony Stark was never introduced, right. we wouldn't have like, you know, been able to say this. I don't know, but certainly um, they're pushing away from it. They've left. WB is like no longer like, yep, yeah, time to pivot. <laughs> we're, we're moving away. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shazam and Wonder Woman, the end of Wonder Woman was the first inkling of that. Yeah. And then, um, it all became clear with, you know, when he finally had to step away mm-hmm. and decided not to come back or well, was not brought back anyway. Yeah. And then now Shazam, Aquaman and their plans for everything else all point towards, 
um, the Wild West of movies for DC. Right. So whatever Hamada and company are hooking up, um, it definitely seems to be that they're straying from that. Or no, they're, they're leaving it behind, yeah. actually. So, I mean, I think I, I agree with you that Snyder's legacy is still obviously a work in progress because it is we're only a year removed from him technically leaving, or I guess, mm, yeah, he, he left. He left stepped down in tw- in early 2017. Yeah. So uh, everything is still very fresh, and the chance to revisit it maybe with a clear mind and not the oh, the, it was just two years ago that Snyder totally mm-hmm. made me mad by the way he portrayed Batman in BVS, and right. I can't forgive him for that. A gun? Are you kidding me? And I mean, I'm very interested to see, like, you know, in 10 years, in five years from now, when it's Man of Steel's 10th anniversary, how much has that changed? Am I closer to being of, yeah, Man of Steel is actually, like, fantastic? Or is like, yeah, it's still really good, still flaws, or is it like, oh, it's, the movie's actually gotten worse? Or is that, I mean, how does it go for everybody? I'm interested to see kind of how all that stuff plays out. And if no, we're still doing the podcast in five years, we can do a, what is yeah. Man of Steel's legacy 10 years after the fact or something? So, uh, yeah, I mean, Obviously, Snyder is not the perfect director, but he did a lot of good for DC. Some not so good, but that I think that's his legacy. He's just he's a divisive guy with divisive movies, um, and we'll see obviously how that plays out in the years to come. But that's all we have for this episode or this edition of the Big Question. We'll be back next week with a review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom as well as another big question. If you guys enjoy this episode, though, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star view with comments. And then be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything covered by tweeting us at Friends of Film. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Chris underscore Hoops. And you can get at me at Josh at just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.